Welcome back everybody to your creativity. This is Dylan on a Skype call again with a friend from uh, Portland, Oregon, Becky Bronstein or Bronstein or Bronstein. I'm always confused by that. It's Bronstein. It should be Bronstein, but when we came to America, you know, you gotta fit in. Bronstein. Okay. I'm Italian. Mazziotti is American. Mazziotti uh, is Italian. Most people say Mazziotti. Sure. It sounds like a car manufacturer or like you, you know, make espresso machines. Very good sounding name. <laughs> I, I make neither. I, I might have a lot more cool. money if I, I would have done those. But we're not here about me. Yeah, we're here totally. about you. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> How would you That's just... never good when a meeting starts <laughs> off like that. <laughs> we're, we're here about you. Okay. We're here. It's a performance review. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I am in trouble. <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. You'll be, okay. You might even get a raise. Wow. Hooray. Ten drink tickets instead of two. That's right. So you're, you're a comedian. Um, how would you describe your comedy? I am. How would you describe your comedy? My comedy. You know what? My comedy is very animated. It's uh, very verbal. It's, you know, wordy and colorful and loud and expressive and theatrical and random and fun and high energy. <laughs> now, now, to bring people into how we met, um, you came to the uh, Golden Spike Comedy Festival here in Salt Lake. I did. Along with me. Yes, I did. And I got to know your comedy that way because I, I didn't know of you before. Cool. I was very impressed, and I follow you now. And how, how Thank you, you so much. No problem. How was your experience at the Golden Spike Comedy Festival? It was so fun. I had never been to Salt Lake City before. Uh, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> um, that was definitely a, a unique city. Uh, the festival was a great time. Everybody involved in it was just like super cool and like super fun. And we did some really fun shows. Um, and like people who showed up were just like ready to laugh, you know, good <laughs> crowds. And I, I met some like really nice people who are like other comedians, you know, um, it was just, yeah, it was just a really nice time. Like I actually, I got a great like three minute joke out of it. So <laughs> just that experience. What, what was the joke? It was I, very, I'm not aware of it. You know, I don't, I don't know if I should repeat it, uh, for, <laughs> it's not, it's not like mean spirited. It's just kind of like, well, kind of weird little weird city you know yeah i get it though <laughs> the book of mormon did come up in it you got to tune into epics and watch my special it's all it's all in there <laughs> oh, yes you you did a special on uh fx the the station there and wanda sykes is the executive producer on that how how did that come about yes uh well the other co-executive producer and showrunner is Paige Hurwitz. Um, and together, Wanda and Paige produced, uh, like, the last season of Last Comic Stand. They've done some other, like, really cool, like, comedy shows. And um, they are just, like, people who care about comedians. And <laughs> they did a spectacular job with this show. Paige actually asked me to be a part of it because um, we've been kind of in touch for a few years now. She's a great supporter. I want to say fan of mine. That sounds <laughs> almost self-indulgent. Um, but, yeah, no, she's wonderful. Wanda's wonderful. 
Um, and I filmed it in Portland, uh, right here in the home base. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. Like it was sold out. There were so many people in there and man, it was just like full of love and good feelings. And, uh, it was really nice. And so it's, it's not just a special, you know, there's like a stand up special component. And then there's also like kind of about the comedian, like interview. And I talk about my life and talk about my childhood. And there's like cute little pictures of me as a child. And it's just <laughs> really gets in there. <laughs> and you didn't grow up in Portland. You, you grew up in Alaska. I did. I grew up in Eagle River, Alaska, on a mountain, middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I was there for like I don't know, seventeen years maybe. And uh, it was it was it's a hell of a place to grow up because you gotta kind of be self reliant and you learn to be independent and kind of tough. And I miss the cold. And it's dark a lot of the time, but it's also daylight a lot of the time. And uh, <laughs> moving <laughs> down to Portland was a huge change. A difference of day and night, if I can make the pun. I mean, yeah, it was sort of, yeah. There's no, there's no like smooth transition. It's either 24 hours of daylight or 24 hours of darkness. You can't win. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie Insomnia, and I. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it would. I have tr trouble <laughs> adjusting to winter when it's still dark at seven in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, uh, it's weird because in Alaska, like, you would go to work or school or whatever in the dark, and then you would come dark, and there was just, like, at no point was there any kind of light, you know, at, at noon, like, maybe there'd be, like, a little bit of twilight, but it'd be very cloudy, you know, but then in the summer, it's 24 hours a day light, so you gotta either put, like, trash bags over your windows or, like, learn to love sleeping in the light, which I kind of do, I, I, I can miss that, you know. I enjoyed the the daylight. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Now, when you're um, writing your comedy and you know putting together bits and stuff like that, what what situations are like the best for you to be creative in? <laughs> uh, you know, I get my best writing done when I'm just like talking to people and like kind of making jokes and having fun and you know like just ripping together and being funny to entertain ourselves. And then I'll think, oh, you know, that's funny. I should remember that, and I'll I'll write it down. Like I'll email myself a note, you know, and then, and then I, I, <laughs> I do my best writing while I'm in the car by myself, just driving and I'll just like talk to myself <laughs> while I'm driving and then I'll run through jokes and like, that's, I'm sure people are like looking over at me like what's going on in there, but could be a phone call. You never know. <laughs> I could be talking to a person. You're like, I'm on uh, a yeah, phone I find call. myself very amusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very effective <laughs> so so back to comedy festivals you you go to them quite yeah. often i do how, how is that that's my favorite thing it sounds like it's awesome it's uh expensive well, yeah. i love hemorrhaging money it's my favorite <laughs> uh <laughs> uh no it's nice being able to travel and like go to different states and like you know perform with and for different people that you never would have encountered you know, in your own little sphere. I mean, like I've, I've performed in Atlanta. I've performed in New York. I've performed in California, Utah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going to end up this, this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of, I just bounce from festival to festival cause I can't, I can't really go on the road. Um, but, uh, being able to as much as I do kind of gives me that 
kind of road experience simulation of like at least going to different places and kind of working on like building up that fan base and shaking hands and meeting people, you know. And it's just fun. Like you just make friends and it's like going to summer camp except like this time people do like me, you know. <laughs> Sometimes. Have you had a favorite one that you've been to? People ask me this all the time. And I never just say one because <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to the others. But um, there are some that I like very much, which I've been. Uh, Sky Comedy Festival in Montana is excellent. Uh, Laughing Skull in Atlanta is wonderful. San Francisco Sketchfest is fantastic. Bridgetown was one of the best weeks of my life. And it is, of course, no longer with us. <laughs> RIP, but that was a real good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's probably others that I'm just not thinking of. Beast Village in Iowa. Who would have thought? In like Des Moines, Iowa, there's like a great, super fun festival. They're out there, kids. <laughs> it, you know, uh, <laughs> I had to thought that in me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, things can be surprising. You can go to these little places and things are just amazing. And yeah. Well, traveling. Um, speaking of Sketchfest, you were just there. Was that last last weekend? Yep. How, how were those? I was just there. You were part of a couple of shows. How, how were those? They were so good. Uh, my Sketchfest shows were sold out. Um, all of them were just like jam people just hanging from the rafters, which is always good because, you know, like that's when you really get that energy. Uh, one of them was in a museum, which was like the museum I've ever seen. It was like futuristic. There was a rainforest biodome inside the museum there was a planetarium and like i'm in this huge room just screaming at this massive crowd and it was it was wonderful like they were so great but Sketchfest like always does a really good job it's amazing how organized they are because like it's a huge festival it's like something like three weekends and there's like hundreds of comedians and they get tons of like like big names, like people that you see on tv like tons of them and then everybody just comes together and we all like go and party together at the after parties and you're just like hanging out. It's, it's like a completely surreal experience, but they do such a good job. Everything runs so well. The shows are super well attended. Everybody like knows where they're supposed to be. It's just like so fun. And like, I almost relax. Even though it's like a huge, like chaotic thing. <laughs> were, were you able to catch any of the, the other shows that were going on while you were there? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I was just kind of, doing what what I had to do and then sleeping desperately trying to get some sleep after staying up all night. <laughs> but I mean, I did, you know, like kind of watch some other set, like cause the museum show, for example, had like several shows going on. So I would watch like, you know, kind of the show before me. And then there was a show afterwards, like down the hall kind of thing. Um, and that was fun. And then you had, but it was, yeah, it was really cool. And then you had a second show. What, what was that one? Oh, uh, and then I did uh, Live from the Alamo, which takes place at the Alamo Draft House Theater, which is a movie theater in this, like, beautiful, like, historic old theater. And then you go up, like, where people totally watch movies. <laughs> and you're in this, like, you're in front of the movie screen, which is just a huge movie screen behind you. And there's, like, this spotlight and everybody's, like, sitting there with their little sodas and their popcorns. And it's like, you're the movie. You know, and uh, it's really fun. Like, it's a it's a super good time. Like, that show was also sold out and just jam-packed. I was on it with 
some really good other comedians who were just fun to hang out with and all like did a really good job. Um, yeah, like people are always coming up and just saying like, you know, I've never been to a comedy show before, but I figured, you know, here this is like, let's go check it out. And wow, that was great. Like that's, that's the best, you know? <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It looked, it looked like a great, great thing. And I hope I'd be able to make it out to, you know, one of them one of these years. It just, I was just amazed by what's, what's going on there. It's awesome that you were part of it. It is. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy to be a part of it. They do such a good job with that festival. Now you've you've got your on own ongoing kind of show there in Portland, um called um, <laughs> Becky with the Good Jokes. Becky with the Good Jokes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um I actually before you uh called me here, I was getting the prize bags and gift bags together for the show this Saturday, which is a whole lot of work. Um but <laughs> talk about my creativity uh i have to like you know like little cut things out of paper and glue them to bags and then i like stuff them with little just like cute little prizes and like silly little fun things and like i do cards and it's like a whole thing <laughs> it's a lot of work it's very exhausting i put a lot of time to it but i'm really proud of it because it's so like extra and special and we do a confetti finale at the end and um it's kind of like themed with positivity and good news, you know? So like I, I asked the audience to share good news from their life, you know, something good that happened to them or something that they did that they're proud of. And then they get like a bag of prizes and sometimes I'll like, you know, banter with them. And like, we do a lot of stuff. We do all kinds of like video bits and just different like, musical guests. Um, we've had some really good guests. Like we had Jenny Conley from the Decemberists. We had Hutch Harris from the Thermals. Yeah, the Portland Gay Men's Chorus, uh, just like a wide variety. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the Saturday is the next one. <laughs> that's great. And I, I love the po positive message you try to put in there. That's yeah. You, it felt like, uh, you know, the, the first time I did it actually was at the Bridgetown in 2017. And they were like, hey, you know, we, we, we want you to host a show. You know, being like a local Portland-based Canadian, you know, come come up with a theme you want to do. This floor is yours, you know, and they gave this dream lineup. And I just thought, okay, like, what, you know, what, who am I? <laughs> and everybody always said that I'm, like, way too happy to be a comedian, too, like, too nice. I'm too, like, joyful, you know, but, uh, <laughs> which is interesting because that's really only what I put out on stage. Uh -huh. uh, but, no, I, I thought, like, no, let's, let's let's inject some good news into this depressing world. And man, we just did that. Went all out, super high energy, like prizes and chaos. And it went very well. And I decided to keep bringing it back and our audience loves it. I mean, I get so many people who come up and say, you know, like, Oh, I'm so depressed. I haven't been able to leave my house or, you know, I just feel like I don't even know what to do. Like looking at the news makes me so sad. And then I come to the show and I feel better for a little while. And I think like that's worth so much to me you know what i mean like that makes all of this work worth it now do you do you like the size of it is or do you have bigger plans for it uh the show um you know i think if we could get the word out we could we could be filling up theaters you know i mean i think i think people would definitely want to get on board with this we've kind of kept it small and grassroots and local because we don't we don't have like a budget really we just like right. we're operating at a like hope we break even kind of thing with ticket sales and paying performers and the gift bags and you know all that stuff's expensive 
Um, but like we, we sell out shows pretty regularly and we get the, the people who do come love it. You know, it's the kind of thing. So we're, we're trying to get the word out a little bit. Um, I've done the show at, uh, the all Jane comedy festival, which was really cool. And I would kind of like to take it to maybe an out of state festival, which almost happened a couple of times. And then some <laughs> scheduling things didn't work out, but, uh, yeah, I think that might be maybe the next step. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the kind of the positivity and fun and like extra things, it's, it's almost like variety show kind of, <laughs> there's nothing else quite like it. It's spectacular, spectacular, you know, it's way over the top. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I hope if, um, hopefully Keith will want to do another comedy festival again soon and hopefully you can come back out and maybe bring that. I think that would be, would be awesome. I would love to do that, and I would just hope that the good people of Salt Lake City would not hold against me what I may lovingly joked about in my little Salt Lake City joke chunk, which was, again, I repeat, not at all hateful, but said with loving jest. (laughs) (laughs) We bring it upon ourselves, I think, to a certain extent. (laughs) I mean... What's interesting, what I've found very interesting about Salt Lake is you have, you know, half of the people there are, like, really into it, just, like, you know, <laughs> really belong, going with the flow, swimming with the stream, right there. And then the other half of the people who live there are to just hate it and, like, are desperate to get out. They want to escape, but they, they just, they fight against it. You know, it's that kind of SLC punk kind of... Yeah. I don't know, like, raging against the machine, which I understand. As an Alaskan, we have the same thing where, like, you can kind of live there and hate it and love it. And, you know, like, it's sort of a love-hate, like, but you can't really leave kind of thing because you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's not a fair comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, comedians, I I, I tend to ask this question of comedians when I have them on the podcast, and... I don't know if they love it or hate it, or if everybody asks them when they're on the podcast. Who inspires you? (laughs) Who inspires me? You you know, my my number one comedy influence for sure is my mom. Uh, I sound just like her. Like when when I was growing up, she would always like go off on these crazy rants, and she would just be stories or just talking about this and she just had a very colorful way of speaking and would just was like loud and animated and like very funny we would just laugh and laugh and laugh and i realize now sometimes like when i'm on stage doing you know like certain jokes i just think god like that's that's my mom's voice just like coming out of my face uh which you know i don't know how to feel about that but it, it's effective because i think I'm, I'm only funny because i sound like her um as far as like comedians who have inspired me my my favorite will always be eddie azard um, whose comedy special Dress to Kill on HBO I watched for the first time as a 13-year-old back in 100 years ago. And I thought, wow, that's different from any other kind of comedy I had seen. Like, maybe, may, I thought, mm, maybe, you know, that was when I first kind <laughs> of started thinking. Um, but I really like Pete Holmes. Um, I think that he's sort of animated and loud and positive. I like Russell Brand. Um, I like very, you know, sort of verbal, intelligent comedy. Uh, inspired by music. Um, <laughs> I probably listen to more music than I do comedy, to be honest. Um, movies, you know, the usual. 
walking out, uh, <laughs> talking to myself in the car. Yeah. No, you're on a call. You're on a call. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> now, Portland. What kind of what kind of comedy scene is there? Portland has a fantastic comedy scene. Um, it's very like do it yourself and loving and like I mean I don't mean to imply that we all love each other all the time and get along great because you know there's always something but in general I we are for the most part very supportive of one another um there is a lot of comedy in Portland there's there's a show or a mic or something every night of the week there are hundreds of comedians in Portland I'd say there's there might be hundreds some people who identify as comedians in Portland which is quite a bit um but yeah, like I, I think wherever I go, people are always remarking on like the quality of Portland comedians, because I think we have a maybe a disproportionate number of comedians who are like really, really good, like on a like a national level. And people are always looking at us like, what is it about Portland that's producing these like really good comedians? And I, I, I don't know necessarily what it is, but I mean, I do know that you kind of you you have to you have to think. And you have to write material for people who are not necessarily amused by the same things that people kind of like out in the middle of like rural Oklahoma are going to be amused by, you know what I mean? Like, which I I don't mean to imply that's like any worse or, you know, bad or whatever, but like, it's, you got to be on your toes. You know what I mean? You got to be like, (laughs) you can't be lazy in Portland as a joke writer. What am I saying? Edit this out. I'm an idiot. No, you. <laughs> it's the one thing to stay in. Now, I, I Damn know it. what you mean. You have, you have to stay on top of it. Yeah. Because you know, I've seen some comedians that have been doing the same, you know, same bits for years, and you know they don't ex- don't necessarily excel. But you've always got to stay <laughs> on it. And, and with that many there in you know Portland, you know if you slouch, you'll you'll slip, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's, I mean, there's some some safety there. I think among the other comedians, I mean, like some of some of our best comedians have been doing some of the same bits for years. But you're you're constantly improving and polishing and tweaking little things. I mean, I think as long as it's still killing, you know, keep on doing it. Oh but, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, but sure, there's a lot of like kind of like open mic comedians who just kind of like at the open mics, and that's what they do, and like, and that's okay too because there's there's kind of a lot of community in that, you know, like they're there for one another it's uh it's kind of a little family sort of thing i mean it's you know it's not always <laughs> sunshine and rainbow but it's it's nice to have a group of people that you kind of have something in common with and can go out and know they're going to be there like a morning somebody's there for you and that's, that's kind of the feeling of the portland comedy scene i think well, great i think except for my bonus questions i've I think I've gotten through all the questions I had. Is there anything that you wanted to share about yourself that we didn't cover? Do you have any listeners in rural Oklahoma? Because I feel terrible that I said that now, and I totally didn't mean to imply that rural Oklahoma people are, like, not good comedy audiences, and I love you, Oklahoma. I'm not sure. And um, I... (laughs) No? (laughs) No Oklahoma listeners? Well... I'm not even sure if I have then. in Utah. <laughs> Is anyone listening to this? Hello. Oh, mom. Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh, 
Well, I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I Steve talked about my special. Yeah. yeah. That that is something I definitely want people to tune into. And if you have the Epics cable channel, which is like one of the movie channels, it's like down near like Cinemax and all that, and you can watch it on demand. It's called Unprotected Sets with a T, like a comedy set. Hey oh, and I'm episode seven, in case anyone cares. <laughs> and uh if not, you can get on my website, which is beckybronstein.com. And at the top of the site, there's a little link you can click to watch it online. And all you got to do is get the little free trial at the Epic's website. But here's the thing. You don't have to put in like a credit card or any of that. Hoo-ha, that like hand over your info to the man or anything. All you need is an email address. So it really is free. Um, what else? I have an Instagram. <laughs> it's at Becky Bronstein. My Twitter is at Becky from Alaska. I have a monthly show called Becky with the Good Jokes. My eyebrows are perfect. My bangs are pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I filmed a small part in a new Netflix show called Trinkets. It's not a super funny part. It's kind of serious. But you know what? I always wanted to be a dramatic actor. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so that'll be coming out on Netflix soon. And, can, uh, can yeah. you say any more about it <laughs> what type of pro- about the project? Or is I mean, I'm such a small part of this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like one, one little scene in an episode of the show. The thing is, is it's like, it's based on like a young adult novel. You know what I mean? Which is very cool and hip, like teenager book kind of based show. And I was like, you want me to be in this just the way I am? Okay, cool. And uh, I filmed a very short little seen in what I believe will be episode X, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'll be screaming about that on all my social media too. So people can see my tiny little scene that I'm so very, very proud of unless I get cut in which case, yikes. And you can add <laughs> Netflix to your credits now. That'll look good. Uh, yeah, that is, that's true. Let's hope I don't get cut. I mean, you could, could you, could I say that even if I got cut? Cause I mean, I did, they paid me the check cleared, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say you could. I'm going with it. <laughs> you, have, you have clearance for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, bonus question time. Either, Ooh. It's kind of my right. favorite time because it, it kind of tells about people. Um, who is your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> my, you know, I used to watch like Muppet Babies when I was a kid. And uh, that was that was kind of a bizarre show to put in front of children. I also liked the I want to say live action, but they're they're not real people. They're Muppets. Uh, but you know what I mean. The old uh, <laughs> the, the back in the day. Ones, yeah. It's time to start the music. That was a good. That was a good one too. Favorite Muppet. You know Kermit the Frog is a classic. He's he's like sort of the the trod upon character. He's always on the scene. Um, he's he's like covering news, but you can tell that he's some shit but he's not like cramming it down your throat he's dealing with it you know it's not easy being green it's not easy powering through uh when you live in a swamp and you gotta like get on tv and read the news anyway but he's always there for you to like (laughs) tell you what's going on and you know but i also kind of relate to miss piggy a little bit because as a plus-sized woman no um she (laughs) like she's she's trying to be a performer and um you know, she's uh, she's got big hair. I don't know. Favorite 
none of the Muppets really resonate incredibly well with me. I liked Rolf is cool. He's a cute little animal. That little orange guy who's always screaming is not bad either. Beaker. Is that his name? Beaker? Yeah. He just like screams, right? Wee, 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 wee. Yeah, Beaker. Yeah, Animal. I liked Animal when I was a kid because I played the drums too. Man, it's so hard to pick a Muppet, you know? I'm I'm kind of like a Muppet myself because I'm sort of just got big eyes and I'm real loud and weird and like kind of shaggy. Yikes. Have you seen Avenue Q? Or like heard the music? Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard some of the music, yeah. It's like kind of a anti-Muppets. Anyway. Then there's that happy, welcome to Happy Town, or... Uh, Happy Town. It, it's it's a new movie. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's mm-hmm. in it. Um, Brian Henson. Okay. Jim Henson's son directed it. Wow. Yeah. It it's a really interesting project. It's but it's you know it's kind of vulgar like Avenue Q. Nice. <laughs> is is Cookie Monster a Muppet? Yes. Anything on Sesame Street? Okay. Anything Muppets? Oh and, shit! That's um, a whole new ball of wax, man. And anything Jim Henson well, created, it's Labyrinth, Yoda. Oh, oh yeah, it co- the question covers. I'm not everything. into Star Wars. I gotta confess. Uh, but yeah, like Oscar the Grouch. He lives in a trash can. He hates everything. You know, like he's not out there. That's honesty. You know, he's <laughs> just a hairy green guy who lives in a trash can. That was like, you know, be let it all hang out. Great message for kids. It's not Philippicus. What even is he? But he was a fun dude. And he was imaginary. Bert and Ernie, great. <laughs> Grimace and the Hamburglar and... No. <laughs> what were the fry people? <laughs> the fry people? Uh, yeah, there was the a McDonald's, fry person, wasn't there? Yeah, the McDonald's, there was like two fry people. Yeah. And then yeah. McMayor. Uh, Mayor McIs, yeah. Cheese. What's up with that, you know? That guy's like stealing hamburgers, but like Mayor McCheese is like soft on crime because the hamburger is always getting away with it, right? Like, it's not what you want, that purple, purple guy. <laughs> He's the joker to their Batman, sure. so, you know, he always had to, had to be there. I've had enough of Batman, by the way. I'm, I'm ready to talk about polarizing, controversial opinions <laughs> <laughs> Batman has run its course. Like, we've had enough of him. Yeah. How many different, like, Batman could there be? Like, he's, I get it. He's a rich guy, and he puts on a suit, and he goes and, like, he's a vigilante. He's got a car. I mean, come on, you know? Stark has all that, too. And Tony Stark's so much That's cooler. That's Robert Downey Jr., right? Yeah. Oh, man, how many of those can they make, too, you know? Too many superheroes. Like, I miss when movies were just, like, stories about people that were, like, well-written and well-acted and made you feel something. Like, what happened to that? Now it's got to be, like, well, they're Superman they're versus Grimace. <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, they're on TV, I guess. Like, that's kind of shifting towards, like, Netflix, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's heavy. How did we get here from Muppets? What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> What a crazy train of thought. Hi, Mom. It's full of stuff, and it just... It is. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of movies, if there was a movie Mm -hmm. of your life made, who would you want to play you? Me. 
Of course. I'm uh, I'm an actor. I started out life as an actor, and to the acting, I shall return one day. And uh, I could not... I don't think I could physically tolerate having someone else play me. Unless, like, okay, if they were playing, like, we needed somebody to play like, 10-year-old Becky, I can understand that, because I can't pass for 10. But, like, you know, that's about it. <laughs> 11 years old through current day would have to be me. I mean, there's, who would you even look at to like, I'm not similar to anybody else. I don't think, which is good uh, for being in the industry, but like no one comes to mind. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't think of anyone for you or for myself. You know, I've been told they, when I was younger, I always thought, you know, Michael J. Fox, because I thought I was a lot cooler than I was. You sound a little like Michael J. Fox. I mean, I don't know if that means anything to you, but... <laughs> I'll take How it. How old are you? Do you mind me asking? I'm Can I... 43. I'll be 44 in June. Cool. Okay. Huh. So you know Michael J. Fox well, then. Yeah, I watch the not... ties all the time. And yeah. Secret of My Success. Back to the Future. Doc Back Hollywood. to the Future, man. That was good shit. That was like back when they made movies, you know? I mean, well, I don't know. Like, the 90s is kind of the time that I idealized for movie excellence. But, I mean, we've all we've all seen Back to the Future and thought, whoa, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, the 90s is really when I started following movies. You know, I watched tons yeah. growing up, but the 90s is when I really got into, you know, analyzing them and watching them. It's because, because Clerks. This year's the 25th Clerks. anniversary of Clerks. Oh. Yeah. Um, Sundance started today here. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool that you have access to that, you know? It's like right there. Yeah, and usually, <laughs> kind of. Usually I'm able to make it up, and I'm not able to this year. Oh, that's, a, that's too bad. Yeah, that's kind of cool that you could go to, like, independent film festivals and, like, see, you know, like, kind of the more art artistic sort of <laughs> smaller budget kind of. Films are still out there, but, you know, I, I kind of miss when, like, you know, in my mind, like, Jerry Maguire was, like, it was, like, this overhyped, like, thing, of course, but, like, you know, Cameron Crowe, like, made a hell of a film, you know, almost famous, like, I mean, almost famous. it was just Best that, movie, period. it was such a good movie, <laughs> and I will, I will fight for Jerry Maguire to the ends of the earth, but, like, and, like, my favorite movie, uh, which is Gattaca, uh, also came out of that 90s, like, intense well acted well written visually stunning sort of <laughs> you know they don't make them like that anymore Ethan Hawke and Jude Law were both yeah that's that is my favorite movie <laughs> do you have a favorite Braveheart Braveheart's my top huh and no, nothing's been able <laughs> to knock it from its pedestal of mine Good for you. Yeah, I've held on to Gattaca since it came out. You know, Force Gump is up <laughs> there, but nothing's been able to... It's a good one. Sure, sure. My favorite uh, comedy is The Road to Wellville, which is a very obscure 90s film with Matthew Broderick and, like, Anthony Hopkins and John Cusack and some other people. It takes place in, like, the 1900s. I don't know. I, I'll see something once and it'll just stick in me. And I think, yep, this is, that's, I was supposed to see that, you know? 
And then I, I just cling to it. I don't care what anybody else thinks, you know. I was an early adopter of Love Actually, which is now, I think, overhyped and, like, you know, like a, such a thing. But it, I, I liked it before it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've, I've, I've loved it since the year it came out. Yeah. Uh, what, what, you know, I know it's kind of a, everybody likes them now, but the Wes Anderson movies, I've always Love it. loved them. Yeah. Just the artistry. Love Wes Anderson movies. Them. Me too, yeah. And uh, I, that was another thing that I liked before it was cool kind of thing. I mean, I thought, wow, this is like, it's kind of like weaving surreality out of reality. This is fantastic. The symmetry, like the visual art, you know, quality to everything he does. Oh, I love that. Great soundtracks, too. Oh, yeah. Color palettes. Wow. <laughs> the man, the man, the genius. Yep. I agree. I would say that I would like to be in a Wes Anderson film, but I don't know. I think I'm too like chatty and motor mouth. Like he tends to <laughs> have characters that just kind of stand there and make a face. I can make a hell of a face though. So Wes, if you're listening, I am, I am in man for your next project. And also Wes, if you're listening, we would love to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's going to work. <laughs> Mission accomplished. There you go. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Well, thank you, Becky, for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And hopefully we can get you back here soon. I would like that. And um, just to recap with everybody where to find your stuff and check out your your special and everything, where, where can all your stuff be found? Well, uh, I am on Twitter at Becky from Alaska. I am on Instagram at Becky Bronstein. I have a website, which is BeckyBronstein.com. And there is a link to the Epics website where you can watch my half-hour unprotected sets special for free with a free trial. And all you need is an email address, no credit card or anything. No one will steal your identity. It is super free and easy. And, uh, yeah, you can check me out on Facebook. I'm going to be on Trinkets on Netflix if you want to and add that to your Netflix queue you already can there's no info there but you can just search for trinkets and add it and then you'll see me and go oh my god she was telling the truth or you'll say she got cut out what a sad day either way check it out um, <laughs> where else am I on the it. world YouTube go for it uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Becky with the good jokes Becky with the good jokes check it out yeah on Facebook Becky with the good jokes. It's Becky, good jokes everywhere else. Um, we have a really cool monthly show in Portland. If you happen to be here at the Funhouse Lounge, it's usually the last Saturday, 10 p.m. Awesome. I hope to get out of port, get to Portland someday. It's on my list of places to, should. to check out before I die. Very fun city. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate it was fun it. talking about movies. <laughs> it was. That, was. that was a fun tangent. I, I really enjoyed it. That was. Hopefully some Love listeners. a good tangent. Hopefully the listeners will enjoy it too, or the listener, or whoever. Hey, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in on the way to the grocery store or whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is the life, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> 
podcast is done, man. 